The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the best thing on the Internet, House Talk with Duncan Smythe. Whether you're planning to buy or sell a house, call in now with your question. Our goal is to help you with any real estate transaction. So turn off the cat videos and pay attention. Here's your host, Duncan Smythe. Welcome to House Talk. I'm Duncan Smythe. So is an open house a waste of time? This is a question every realtor has heard, and uh, I'm going to try to answer it for you today. We're going to go into all the aspects of holding an open house. Uh, Every seller wants their make to make sure their home is exposed to every potential buyer. That's why you have a realtor, that's why you put your house on the market. You want everyone to know that it's for sale. Realtors provide better exposure than you can do yourself, and this is their job to expose your house to everyone. Uh, a realtor will use every available medium at their disposal to let anyone searching for a home know that your house is for sale. That's a realtor's job. One of the most common tools a realtor uses uh, is an open house for the public. Usually it's scheduled for Sunday afternoon from 1 to 4 or 2 to 5, although that's not absolute, and we'll talk about that a little more later. The agent will put a large open house sign in front of your house by the street uh, to let anyone who's passing by know that the house is open uh, for viewing. Uh, most agents will put out several signs. They'll put one at the end, each end of the street or maybe at the uh, next intersection where there's a busier street. Some will attach balloons to the sign to attract attention or they'll put up a big arrow that says open house. Uh, but they really want to get people in. That's the whole point. The agent's going to uh, prepare fact sheets about the property to hand out to your visitors. The agent is going to have every visitor sign in. We're going to get basic information, try to develop some rapport, um, Offer maybe offer a sheet with financing alternatives. Some agents even serve food at open houses, but that's, what, that's the way an open house goes. Open, realtors are a great source of information for people who are new to the area, uh, th- so they can provide school information, lifestyle info, uh, uh, you know, information on current ev- uh, cultural events, or even give advice on what local restaurant to eat in. Uh, you know, they're, they're great sources of information. They'll try to develop some rapport with your visitors to the open house. The open house is usually advertised in a local paper, maybe a regional paper, and it's going to appear in multiple websites. The agent wants to make sure that they're creating the widest possible coverage. Additionally, many realtors will mail cards to neighbors, they'll call neighbors, they'll notify all their email contacts, maybe send out an evite to invite people to the open house. Some agents I know have even gone door to door. Uh, like leaving a notice to let everyone know there's going to be an open house. Most agents pull out all the stops because they want to attract as many people as possible. Now, whether you open your house for public viewing, this is your choice. This is at your discretion. Some sellers prefer not to have unscreened people viewing their home. Uh, But that's entirely up to you as a seller. 
Uh, one thing you, about open houses is you don't want to be home. Let the realtor run the open house. Let the realtor do the, do the job you hired him to. You should leave. You don't want to be there. Is it a waste of time? There are a lot of mixed feelings in the real estate community about this. Uh, most realtors, well, I'm not sure most, many realtors I know believe it's absolutely essential to hold an open house as a service for their clients. Others feel it's a waste of time because homes for sale are rarely sold to customers who walk in off the street into an open house. Most agents hold open houses because they meet new buyers at the open house. And what they do is those buyers can then look at and maybe buy other homes for sale. So it helps realtors by allowing them to build a pool of buyers who then buy other houses. For the agent, it's an excellent way to meet new customers. It brings buyers to realtors. That's why we like them. If a prospective buyer walks into an open house in another neighborhood in your town, the buyers may not like that house, but the realtor they meet at that house will then introduce them to your property. This is very common. So your home could be sold as a result of an open house, but maybe not your open house. Now there are some, let's talk about the pros and cons of open houses. The positives, newspaper, newspaper advertisements, signs, and internet advertising are a necessity. And anything that exposes your home to more prospective buyers increases the possibility of a sale. Anyone reading the paper or driving by will know the house is for sale and can just stop in. They may not be in the market for a house. You're going to get lots of sightseers or tire kickers, as we call them, with no intention of buying. They're just looking. They want to see what your curtains look like. Now, this isn't necessarily a negative because knowing your house is for sale, they may tell their friends or relatives about the house for sale in their neighborhood. Uh, everyone has heard someone say, uh, I'd love to live in your neighborhood. Let me know when a house comes on the market in your neighborhood. So they very likely might call someone, a friend, and tell them about it. No appointment is necessary. People can just walk in. Uh, buyers who have not yet established a relationship with a realtor can visit an open house. But the main reason to hold an open house is this. It just might sell. Okay, let's talk about the negatives. Most of the visitors to an open house are not serious about purchasing. Uh, open houses tend to attract casual viewers and people looking for something to do on a Sunday afternoon. People walking the dog will stop in, maybe they're biking past or who knows, rollerblading by. Half of your neighbors are going to show up. <laughs> but as I said before, that's not necessarily a negative. Uh, you may have visitors to your open house who are seriously in the market for a home, but may not be financially qualified to buy yours. Maybe it's above their budget. Uh, many open house visitors have not yet been pre-approved for a mortgage. This isn't a problem when a realtor shows a house because they're going to make sure that every client is approved for a mortgage and they're financially able to buy your house uh, before they show it to their clients. One negative about open houses is security concerns. There's always a security concern. Although incidents are pretty rare, you are opening the door to literally anyone. You're inviting every stranger into your home. When your house is shown by a realtor, the buyers have been screened. Uh, and you're only opening the house to seriously qualified buyers. That's what a realtor brings to the house. So there is a security concern to keep in mind. Now, staging, this sort of goes without staging. Uh, <laughs> this sort of goes without saying that the house has to be well staged when, whenever you hold an open house. You want it to look great. You want it to be clean. You want it to be clutter-free. It should be spotless. But there are a couple of supplemental things I recommend when you're holding an open house. 
Now, your agent is going to be there for the duration of the open house, and that agent is going to provide some security for your possessions. But remember, your realtor is not a security guard. Uh, your realtor can't follow every buyer through every corner of the house. Uh, it's not uncommon, for example, for a family of five to walk in, and the husband may go downstairs, the wife might go upstairs, or the sister may go into the dining room. You know, the people don't always stay in one spot. Now, this is usually innocent behavior, but if they want to steal something, they may have the opportunity. So as part of staging for the open house event, uh, I definitely recommend that any valuables should be removed before the start of the open house. This is something you probably should have done when you put the house on the market, uh, but you should definitely remove any valuables. And if you have any weapons, uh, people have gun cabinets or a knife collection, these should definitely be secured in a locked area. And another extra thing you may not think of is I suggest removing your pharmaceuticals from your medicine cabinet because they're really easy to grab. And uh, they can be very grabbed very quickly. And theft is rare, but you do not want to be a victim. And your realtor wants to protect you, so take a few precautions. Now, I have a couple of suggestions here that uh, I suggest try something novel. Okay? Traditionally, realtors stage open houses for the public on Sunday afternoons. I don't know the origin of this practice, but it seems logical considering that in the early days of driving, a lot of businesses were closed on Sunday. Uh, morning was for attending church, and the afternoon became a time to go for a drive, uh, maybe to visit family or friends, or to travel to the mountains or the shore. I've always been a big fan of imaginative marketing, trying something unconventional. Times are different now than they were back then, and, and circumstances may offer marketing opportunities that didn't exist in the past. Think about this. The entire purpose of an open house is to attract potential buyers to your property. Why not hold an open house in the evening or in the morning? Consider these potential opportunities if you're thinking about an open house. Is your house near a train or a bus station? Consider having an open house on a weekday from 5 to 7. As commuters arrive, they may stop by to see your house. An agent friend of mine holds happy hour open houses from 5 to 7 with condos she uh, has near a train station and serves wine and cheese. They're very well attended. Does your town have an evening when businesses are open late? I mean, some towns, all businesses are open late, but in smaller towns, maybe Monday night is, is the night when, when everything's open. Try an open house from 7 to 9 p.m. More traffic heading downtown may provide an opportunity you didn't have. Is your town planning a special event? A large number of people attend concerts, parades, rallies, meetings. Plan an open house before or after one of those events. Do you live near a church or a school? Find out when a large gathering is planned and schedule an open house as the event is ending. Sporting events. Sporting events draw huge crowds. Why not stage an open house to coincide with the end of the game? Great idea. Lots of people. Pick up your local newspaper. If there's someone in your neighborhood having an, uh, like a house sale or a garage sale, Coordinate your open house with that. You could attract a lot of potential buyers. Here's the bottom line. Hold the open house when you have the greatest potential to attract a large number of people. Although most visitors may not currently be in the market for a home, they may have a friend or a relative or a co-worker who's interested in moving to the area. So, to sum up, consult with your agent. But you have to make the decision whether you want to hold an open house. 
A couple of cases where I might recommend against it. If your house smells bad, maybe it's really messy, maybe it's far off the beaten path or really hard to find. Sometimes like in a condo complex with a lot of condos that all look the same, that may not, that's, may not draw a lot of visitors. One other tip, realtors have absolutely no idea how many people will show up. It can be packed or it might just be a handful of visitors. Sometimes nice weather will attract visitors or they may instead choose some other outdoor activity if it's beautiful weather. In my area, on a really nice day, we never know if it's going to be busy or not at an open house because people might decide to go to the shore instead of coming out to look at open houses. But on the other hand, nice day could be really packed. I've hosted open houses on rainy days that were full of people and on nice days when no one showed up. It is totally unpredictable. Even with a lot of effort on your agent's part, you never know if a lot of people are going to show up. Okay, uh, let's go to a short break. Uh, I'll be back in a couple of minutes. I'm Duncan Smythe. This is House Talk. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. If you like what you're hearing on the show today, or if you have a question or comment for Duncan, contact him on Twitter at HousetalkGuy or email him at HousetalkGuy at gmail.com. Duncan's book, Colossal Mistakes Home Sellers Make, is available at ColossalMistakes.com or through any online bookseller. Duncan can also help you choose an outstanding real estate agent in your area. If you'd like Duncan to recommend a great local realtor for you, go to his website, DuncanSmythe.com, and click on Recommend a Realtor. Hi, I'm Joe Galita, president of Millennium Home Mortgage. We know that owning a home is the American dream, and we are here to make that dream come true for you. With years of experience and exceptional customer service, we will help you navigate the often murky waters of the mortgage industry, working hard to find a mortgage program that's best for you. For more information, go to mhmlender.com, Millennium Home Mortgage, the first place to go for a mortgage. Many people are seeking to make a difference in the world, but few actually have the tools to do so. Every week, host Mary Beth Lodge and her guests will have you thinking forward and will give you the tips to keep your life, goals, priorities, and choices on track. The result is an easier, happier, and more inspired life. The name of the program is What Matters. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. What really matters is the positive changes that you'll bring to your life and the world just by listening. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to House Talk with Duncan Smythe. To reach our show, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to housetalkguy at gmail.com or tweet Duncan at housetalkguy. And don't forget to like us on Facebook, House Talk with Duncan Smythe. Now, back to the show. Okay, we're back with House Talk, and we have a caller on hold, uh, Marissa. Hi, Marissa. You're on House Talk. Hi, Duncan. Um, 
I am a realtor, and I want to talk about open houses with you. Um, okay. I am not a fan of open houses. As a realtor, I think that they're dangerous um, mm. for the realtor that's sitting there because they you're advertising that you're sitting at a house and you're inviting in all kinds of people that you have no idea who they are. So that's yep. number one. And number two, as a homeowner, um, I would think that a homeowner would be leery about open houses as well because the same reason. You're advertising that your house is open. You're inviting in strangers who can either case your house um, to decide if they want to come back at another time or raid your house um, on an open house. And so... Um, those are my thoughts on open houses. Yeah, and I and I definitely agree with what you're saying. Uh, t- uh, tell me something. You, uh, do you still do open houses for clients? Um, if I do open houses for clients, it's as a client's assistant, mm-hmm. and it's, I also try to bring somebody else along with me. I was just going um, to ask if you take any special precautions or bring a family member or a friend or something like that. Yeah, I try to bring a family member or a friend or... Um, partner up with another realtor only mm-hmm. for the safety value but I don't know that that necessarily secures the house in any way for my yeah. clients but it definitely makes me feel more comfortable yeah oh, I totally agree with that I, I will occasionally do an open house with a second person usually if it's a larger house or one of these big huge uh, McMansions uh, it's also a little easier to keep control over people who come in because if you get a lot of visitors if you have two agents there it just works a little more smoothly Right. Yeah. And then you can actually, you would rotate on the people that come in generally Mm -hmm. saying, you know, I've got this one, you get the next one or whatever. But it's nice to have, you know, somebody there, like if you feel endangered in any way. Um, The other thing that I know that some realtors do is like, you know, they stand between the client or prospective client and the door at all times. So -hmm. they can make a mad dash if they feel like they have to, which again, deserts the house, um, you know, if... if yeah, you're definitely, you're, uh, yeah, you're definitely a target of opportunity because people who attend open houses regularly know that a, the agent is usually alone, and uh, if someone wants to rob you, you know a realtor is going to have a cell phone and a wallet. Right. Yeah, and, and, for, and along those same lines, uh, I will almost always meet a client at the office first. This isn't related to an open house, but if I'm going to show a house, if someone were to call me on the phone and want to see a house, I would almost always say, listen, meet me at the office first and let's talk about it before we go to the house. Exactly. I try to do that as well because, Mm -hmm. number one, you don't know who the person is. And number two, you don't even know if they can afford the house that you're showing them. You don't know if they've gotten up to your or anything else. That that is a huge plus uh, uh, that a realtor uh, the huge advantage to the seller uh, that a realtor brings to the table is the fact that no one being shown a house by a realtor is not qualified to buy it. That, that was awkward the way I said that, but <laughs> you know you know what I'm saying. Anyone that a realtor brings to your home uh, is has been financially qualified. You know they are serious and they're qualified. And when the realtor brings them, they're looking for a house like yours, and that's a huge advantage to a seller. Yeah, no, that is. And unfortunately, not every realtor does that, um, which I can't understand why they wouldn't. I mean, why a realtor would just meet 
a new person at a house and have no clue whether or not the house they're showing them is something that they can afford. So I think that, um, you know, it, it behooves a seller to work with a realtor that, um, that does pre-qualify their clients and know that if somebody gets a call, you know, if that realtor gets a call from their internet advertising or paper advertising or whatever kind of advertising, that before mm-hmm. they just run out the door and meet somebody at their home, that they talk to them and pre-qualify them. So it's probably a question that a prospective seller might want to speak to about with their realtor. Oh, I absolutely agree. As a matter of fact, in preparation for this show, I was I went online. I was looking for incidents of violence against realtors, and I just I could only find a couple in recently. Uh, it, apparently, it is pretty rare, and I'm I'm sure it is. Um, but I read that uh, just in the in the last couple of months in Butler County, Ohio, um, they had two they had two recent burglaries. In one incident, incident, a 29 year old agent was attacked by two masked men in a model home. According to police, the two men approached the female agent from behind and sprayed her with mace. And then they stole the woman's jewelry and fled. Um, she ran into the street, you know, with, with mace in your eyes, you're pretty upset, I'm sure. And she ran into the street screaming I'm for sure. help. And Yeah. <laughs> she ran into the street calling for help. And uh, there were people next door or someone passing by who called and not far away from there. And, if, and uh, in the same time frame, a realtor was holding an open house uh, when the home was entered by two men and one of them, uh, these weren't these people were not masked, but they distracted the agent. One one of them distracted the agent while the other man stole jewelry and a TV. Wow! I don't know how do you get out of oh how do you get out of the house? How do you get out of the house? How do you get out of the house with a TV without the agent knowing? It? Excuse me while I walk this out to the car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's kind of weird. And, and, and who has a TV small enough to carry anymore? I mean, everybody has these monster TV sets now. It's crazy. Um, yeah. But, but when I was doing the web search... Yeah, but it, it's w- amazing to me. I was talking to an attorney about open houses the other day, and she's like, well, realtors don't sign anything. Nobody signs anything about liability to the home if something happens to the house while they're doing an open house. Why would any seller want to have an open house? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> it surprises me that well, it's become the way I, to advertise. I think a lot of homeowners, um, maybe they've been educated this way. They perceive it as a great way to expose the house to the public because you do do, you're going to do all kinds of advertising, you know, the uh, internet and the, uh, you know, the usual newspaper and, and, you know, we hand out flyers, we call people, we do encourage a lot of people to come to the open house just to expose it. And I think they sort of view it as just a good way of exposing the house to the market, maybe. Right. Well, I think that that's what sellers think that their house is going to sell from the open house. Um, because there's a lot of people coming through. But I've been doing real estate for like 26 years, and I have certainly picked up clients uh, and sold them other properties from an open house. But in my best recollection, I can't remember ever selling the exact house that I was sitting on at an open house from the open house. Well, you're not alone. You're, You're not alone. I'm in my 20th year, and it's happened to me just once. Just once, right. I have had I have had clients who have come in, uh, who have who I when I after speaking with them and developing a little rapport, uh, they I said you know I, I know of another house that might be perfect for you, and they bought the other house, but, but it's pretty rare to have someone walk into an open house and buy it. Yeah, I, I agree. I I mean I as I said I've picked up clients that have bought other houses maybe you know like a month or two or three months later, and I've also had experienced that. Um, 
other realtors' clients have come back into an open house mm-hmm. that were interested in it um, and have already seen it and have come back for a second look to just kind of look around more and um, get a better feel of the house. And um, if they have, if they know. do have serious interest, they know that they've got several hours that they can just hang there if they want to, because most of the time it's a pretty boring afternoon for a realtor. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I even noticed on the web search that, that there, a couple of times, in, in not in the recent past, they've actually had murders. Uh, murders have occurred at open houses. But I guess that's pretty, that is, I, I've never heard of I anything like that's that. that's pretty rare. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've never, you know, being robbed, uh, I know an agent that, uh, that retired from my office uh, about 10 years ago, uh, a man came in and grabbed her, but just when she was pushing him off, someone else, another visitor, came into the house, uh, and then the guy fled immediately. And they and the police were called, but you know she didn't have a great description, and the guy was never caught. Right. Well, and I know that um, there's been instances of people coming around, and they seem like they're very, you know. Um, not that kind of person, but yet they've been to multiple open houses and um, and then the police will eventually generate some kind of flyer about be suspicious if you see them and um, but they become such a it can uh, it can definitely attract it can definitely attract weirdos <laughs> it can definitely attract weirdos exactly exactly well Marissa, thank you so much for the call. I appreciate it anytime um, <laughs> I love listening to your station and uh, you're doing a great job. Thanks Thank you so much. Out. Call again. Thanks. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Um, one other thing I want to talk about um, with open houses that I skipped over before. There are certain times of the year uh, when certain features of your house, uh, aren't. it's not possible to show them. And I suggest that it's, it's a great suggestion to get buyers to try to create a mental image of the house. The way to do that is get a little creative. Pull out some pictures of the house uh, that, that will make it appealing in that time of year. If you have photos of your house showing features that may not be visible or obvious because of the season, leave them out on the table so buyers can see them uh, when they come to the open house. For example, in the winter, in many parts of the country, the landscape can look bleak and barren. Uh, snow may obscure features that are really attractive in the summertime or in the warm weather. If you have pictures, put pictures of your house out with flowers in bloom and the trees flourishing. That really makes it look nice. Uh, If you have a swimming pool, for example, in the winter you have to cover it up. But if, if, you know, close it and cover it up. But if you have a picture of it in the summer with, uh, you know, warm water glistening and the sun shining on it and your family jumping in and out of it, that's, that can be very attractive. Uh, in the summertime, there have got to be features of your house that you enjoy during the winter. For example, maybe there's a view through bare trees that you won't be able to see in the summer. Uh, how about a picture of a fire in the fireplace? Fireplace is one of the great features of a house, and I definitely uh, recommend that if you have a picture of a fireplace to put that out. If you're selling like a ski chalet during the summer, uh, if, if, if you want to put out a photo of the ski chalet with snow on the ground, because that's what people are buying it for, maybe with skis hanging up, skis in the doorway, that kind of thing, that might actually help close the deal. So if you want to, so I, I definitely recommend uh, 
anything that will help sell that house, uh, it helps buyers create a mental image. If you provide some pictures, uh, leave some pictures, and you can cover your dining room table with pictures. And every, I promise you, every buyer that comes into the house is going to stop and look at those pictures. That's what they do. Okay, let's take a break. I'll be back in a few minutes. I'm Duncan Smythe. This is House Talk. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. If you like what you're hearing on the show today, or if you have a question or comment for Duncan, contact him on Twitter at HousetalkGuy or email him at HousetalkGuy at gmail.com. Duncan's book, Colossal Mistakes Home Sellers Make, is available at ColossalMistakes.com or through any online bookseller. Duncan can also help you choose an outstanding real estate agent in your area. If you'd like Duncan to recommend a great local realtor for you, go to his website, DuncanSmythe.com, and click on Recommend a Realtor. Hi, I'm Joe Galita, president of Millennium Home Mortgage. We know that owning a home is the American dream, and we are here to make that dream come true for you. With years of experience and exceptional customer service, we will help you navigate the often murky waters of the mortgage industry, working hard to find a mortgage program that's best for you. For more information, go to mhmlender.com, Millennium Home Mortgage, the first place to go for a mortgage. Ready to chat about your favorite soap operas? The daytime discussion is here with Dan J. Kroll and Soap Central Live. For the past 15 years, Dan has been dishing and discussing on SoapCentral.com. And now he's taking the talk to the airwaves of the Voice America Variety Channel. You'll go behind the scenes with the biggest stars of daytime, along with guest commentary from the Soap Central columnists. And we'll take your questions and comments during our live show. Soap Central Live, every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to House Talk with Duncan Smythe. To reach our show, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to housetalkguy at gmail.com or tweet Duncan at housetalkguy. And don't forget to like us on Facebook, House Talk with Duncan Smythe. Now, back to the show. Okay, we're back with House Talk, and we have a caller on the line. Linda, hi, you're on House Talk. Hi, how are you today? I'm good, Linda. What's up? 
Well, I have, uh, I live in Bedminster, New Jersey, and I have a very, very large tutor that I'm trying to sell. I really don't know any realtors, but I have friends that have suggested several people who are very reputable with, and, uh, I've had them come over and take a look at my home. Okay. Two of them were basically the same price, and one was $50,000 more than the other one. So really? I was just, Wondering if you could give me any suggestions of what I should do. Well, yeah, this <laughs> that could be a little tricky. That that sends up red flags with me right away when when you get a couple of price opinions and one is much higher than the other. But the first thing I would suggest is never, never choose a realtor based on their price opinion. Okay, when you're okay. selecting when you're choosing a realtor to market your home, you should make the selection based on their reputation and on the marketing plan, never choose a realtor based on a price opinion. Because here's the thing, your home has value and that value is market driven. That means it's worth what someone will pay for it. The realtor is only giving you a professional opinion based on his or her knowledge of the market. Don't fall into the trap of selecting the realtor who gives you the highest price opinion. Now this is, it's sort of uh, human nature to choose the higher price because you might think that realtor could get you more money for the house. Do, do you think, Linda? No, yeah, but you know what? I really, the one who gave me the highest price, I really didn't care for her. Okay. Um, I, I really like one of the other realtors, even well, that's, though the that's, price was less. That's really important. But, but as, you know, don't, never fall into the trap of choosing the realtor who gives you the highest price opinion. One thing I've always said to my clients is choosing the realtor who gives you the highest price opinion is like marrying the guy who buys you the most drinks in the bar. You know, it's a, it's, yeah. a, it's only it's only a professional estimation based on research. It's not absolute. And remember something: you're going to decide the list price, not the agent. You're going you're going to make that decision. The realtor is going to present a market analysis, uh, which is comparable homes that have sold recently. They did that for you. Did they show you? Yeah, they a, did. A but analysis? I live in a really unique home. I live in okay. a six-bedroom, five and a half bath Tudor on five acres. It's very hard there's to comp really, a house like that. Yeah, there's really nothing else in my area like it. So okay. uh, mm-hmm. I'm really leery. I mean, I've owned the house for a long time, mm-hmm. and I just want to make the right decision. Yeah, well, my, my best advice is to choose the realtor you have some rapport with. You said you liked one of the three best. Yeah. Why did you like? Why did you like that realtor better? Um, I just liked her personality. I liked what she had to say, basically. Um, her market plan was very similar to the others, mm-hmm. but I just liked her better. Okay. free. It's not uncommon to have marketing plans with different real estate companies that are similar, because uh, especially with big companies, uh, the big name companies, they have very comprehensive marketing plans that cover all the bases. And what you're going to find out is that that really isn't the biggest part of a realtor's job. The biggest part of a realtor's job is managing the transaction. Because the marketing is going to get done and someone's going to make an offer and you're going to get the house under contract. And that's when you're going to find out how good the realtor is. Because not every realtor handles a transaction as well as another realtor does. There are tons of details involved. I mean, it's a really detail-heavy business. And it's a realtor's job to be there at every moment during that transaction to keep you informed of everything that's going on, to make sure that the mortgage is moving forward, to make sure the inspections are getting done. And that's when you find out the real... That's the real test of a realtor. But okay, it's been a long let me time. ask you another question. Sure. Um, 
there was a difference in commission. Okay. Um, someone was willing to do it for 6%, someone mm-hmm. was willing to do it for 5%, and someone was willing to do it for 4%. Wow. Uh, why should I go with someone with 6% if I could get it for 4%? Well, Someone yeah. that had similar plans, marketing plans. They do have similar marketing plans, but here's the thing. I would be very suspicious of a discount commission. Uh, that sends up red flags with me because anytime a realtor says, I can do the same thing that the other realtor is doing for 4% and they're charging 6 I, I am suspicious when I hear that because a full-service realtor can provide all kinds of of. Uh, functions, all kinds of advertising. For example, for someone who's only getting 4% commission, they can't possibly provide the same level of exposure and advertising that a big company can, a full service company can. Okay. And, and that's, and plus it's just, and the other, here's the other thing. Okay. If the commission rate in your neighborhood or your area is commonly 6% and you immediately ask the agent, well, what are you going to do for me? Or how much cheaper can I get it? Or can I get it for 4%? If they surrender right away and say, sure, I'll, get, I'll take it for 4%, what does that say about their negotiating skills? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that, yeah. that person yeah. that person is going to be negotiating for you. And you want, right. you want someone who's negotiating for you who has a backbone. And if somebody immediately mm-hmm. says, oh, okay, if you'll give me the listing, I'll take it for 4%, that's, that to me, that, that, that makes the skin... My, my skin itch. <laughs> you know, that's really okay, not... Uh, okay, Well, I, I you really know what? The, the woman that I really liked the most, um, she was 6%. So, I, after what you're telling me, I think I'm, I'm going to go with her. And the other thing is, uh, always... Uh, you should have trust. Trust is a huge thing. Uh, if this woman you've been talking to, if you feel a, an element of trust there, that's a big thing because if you're, you have to be absolutely convinced that this agent is going to do a great job marketing your property and exposing it to every potential buyer. But not just that, you want to be convinced that you're going to be kept in contact with all the time. And, you know, it's a really stressful situation. It's, it's not just that it's detail heavy. It can be very stressful. And the agent's primary job is to take a lot of that stress off of you. That agent should be, should be telling you, listen, I'm going to take care of the details. I'll call you when I need something from you or when I need you to answer a question for me. But in the meantime, I'm going to handle all the details. I've seen a lot of agents, especially these, some of these discount agents who get the listing signed and they sort of disappear, you know, and you try to call them on the phone and they're not there. Yeah, I don't want that. Well, the other thing I was going to tell you is in, in any profession, there are a small number of, shall I say, less scrupulous people. And I don't mm-hmm. see a lot of them in real estate, but the practice of what we call buying a listing, although unethical, this does occur on occasion. And what, how this works is a real estate agent will ask what price the others have recommended and then suggest an unrealistically high price, like maybe $50,000 more. Now, basic psychology, as I said before, suggests that a lot of sellers are going to choose the agent because they believe they can get more money for the house. But this is really an empty promise because four or five weeks later when the house hasn't sold, you're going to get a phone call from that agent and she's going to say, well, I guess we priced it too high. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and by that time, all the initial enthusiasm that, that comes with a new listing, that's yeah, gone. gone. Yeah, potential buyers have disappeared. Falling for this tactic is going to end up costing you money because your house is going to take longer to sell. And one other, one other thing, uh, I just want to touch on that uh, I can get you more money thing because that really bothers me. If any realtor ever says to you, 
I can get you more money for your house if you list it with me. You're being lied to. That is a flat-out lie. I would ask the realtor, I'd ask the realtor to leave. Any realtor making an outrageous claim like that should lose their license as far as I'm concerned. Because remember, your home's value is market-driven. Imagine just for a second how you'd react if a stockbroker said to you, you'll get more money for your stock if you sell it through me. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. A stockbroker has no control over the value of a stock. Uh, You'd be angry that someone tried to make a fool of you. A realtor has absolutely no control over the value of a house. On the other hand, however, if a realtor uh, says that my company has superior marketing and I might be able to attract more buyers to your property, now I'm interested. Now I'm listening. Convince me, though. Show me your marketing plan. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. that's, that's, that's what I want to see. So how, uh, how long has your house been on? Uh, oh, you haven't listed it yet? You say I haven't you... listed it yet. Mm-hmm. No, uh, I'm making a decision. But I, after, after speaking to you tonight, I think I know who I'm going to go with. Good. Yeah. Trust yeah. is huge, Linda. Trust is huge. If you get a good feeling from someone, I think that's a great, I mean, there are a lot of ways people find realtors and, and you know, they have friend, a friend recommends them or they know someone who used a great realtor. But, uh, but trust is such a huge thing because this is, this is a, a very serious profession and realtors want to do a good job for you. And they, they really want to be there for you and, and help you with your transaction. And, and it's, it's, you know, Trust is a big thing. So how soon are you, how soon are you planning on listing? Um, I need to do it within the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Okay, because this uh, is a good yeah, this is a good yeah, time to get I'm retiring, and um, oh, I have a, I have a house already in Myrtle Beach, and I'm going there. Oh, I'm so jealous. Is it warmer yeah. there than it is in New Jersey now? Uh, <laughs> a little bit, not much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I'm not that familiar with the with the Carolinas. Uh, have you had it for a long time, the other house? Yes, I've had it for about 20 years. Oh, man, that's great. And do you get there often? As much as I can, yes. It must It must be nice to have a place uh, to go with your family like that. I think that's great. Yeah, it is, just to get away. And it's not, it's not that away. long a drive. It's a, it's a day trip. It's a day drive, anyway. So yeah, it's not too yeah, bad. like 12 hours. Yeah, that, and that's not so bad. That's not, not so bad. bad. That's not bad at all. But I appreciate what you told me tonight. Okay. And I am definitely going to... Um, follow what you said. Thank you so much. Linda, I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. All right. Have a good night. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. Okay. I have an email question from Marjorie in Chicago. Uh, Marjorie says, I've accepted a new job at a company in Maine. I'll be going there to look for a place to live in February. My partner and I want to use a gay realtor. How can we find one? Marjorie, uh, there are lots of gay realtors everywhere. Uh, my best suggestion is that when you first arrive, go to any gay bar or gay club or maybe if there's a gay community center, uh, pick up a copy of any gay publication. Uh, there are newspapers and magazines that are gay-themed. And uh, in the classified ad section, you will definitely find listings for gay realtors. And if you don't find any, uh, go to my website, duncansmythe.com. Click on Recommend a Realtor, and I will be glad to find one for you because there are plenty of gay realtors everywhere. Okay, let's take another break. Uh, Be back in a few minutes. This is House Talk. I'm Duncan Smythe. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. 
If you like what you're hearing on the show today, or if you have a question or comment for Duncan, contact him on Twitter at HousetalkGuy or email him at HousetalkGuy at gmail.com. Duncan's book, Colossal Mistakes Home Sellers Make, is available at ColossalMistakes.com or through any online bookseller. Duncan can also help you choose an outstanding real estate agent in your area. If you'd like Duncan to recommend a great local realtor for you, go to his website, DuncanSmythe.com, and click on Recommend a Realtor. Hi, I'm Joe Galita, president of Millennium Home Mortgage. We know that owning a home is the American dream, and we are here to make that dream come true for you. With years of experience and exceptional customer service, we will help you navigate the often murky waters of the mortgage industry, working hard to find a mortgage program that's best for you. For more information, go to mhmlender.com, Millennium Home Mortgage, the first place to go for a mortgage. Do the adventures of Indiana Jones leave you curious about this exotic and unusual profession? If so, don't miss Indiana Jones, Myth, Reality, and 21st Century Archaeology with Dr. Joseph Schuldenrein. You'll learn about forensics, ancient civilizations, and human origins. Listen to Dr. Schuldenrein and colleagues discuss their excavations and related archaeological topics, ranging from the unique to the sublime, and yes, even the mundane. Indiana Jones, Myth, Reality, and 21st Century Archaeology, live Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Variety. Tune in every week for Impact Africa with host Tope Fajanbasi. Get ready to be inspired by the people, stories, and opportunities in Africa. We're a community of Africans and friends of Africa living all over the world. Together, we'll celebrate the continent's successes and help provide solutions to some of its greatest challenges. Impact Africa can be heard every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Together, we'll discover that the real Africa is more than what you hear about. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to House Talk with Duncan Smythe. To reach our show, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to housetalkguy at gmail.com. Or tweet Duncan at House Talk Guy. And don't forget to like us on Facebook, House Talk with Duncan Smythe. Now, back to the show. Okay, we're back with House Talk. I'm Duncan Smythe. I want to talk about, uh, we, we spoke about open houses earlier. I want to talk about showings. And when your house is being shown, what should you do? What should you not do? Let's talk about that for a few minutes. Uh, anyone who's selling a house Uh, At one time, you bought the house, obviously, so you've been through this as a buyer, and you have some idea of what to expect when the house is being shown. Uh, The way it usually begins is a realtor will check to make sure your house is still available by going on the computer and checking with the multiple listing system to make sure it's available, and then the realtor is going to call you to make an appointment to show the house. The agent will give you as much notice as possible when scheduling a showing, but buyers don't always choose houses they want to see in advance. Uh, they may make a last-minute decision while they're sitting at the real estate office talking to the agent, and occasionally there will be a call from a realtor to visit your house on short notice. It's not at all uncommon to get a call to show your house right now, or we'll be there in 15 minutes. This is my best advice. 
bend over backward to let your house be shown. It may not always be extremely or entirely convenient for you, but this could be the one. This could be the serious and anxious buyer that you've been waiting for. One giant mistake you don't want to make is making your house difficult to show. You do not want your house known as the problem house. Be as cooperative as you can. Uh, if you only allow showings on Saturday afternoons, for example, uh, you're sending a message that you're not really serious about selling. Realtors, when they're forced to conform to those restrictive showing times, they may avoid showing the house altogether, or worse, they might forget about it. Homes that are tough to show get crossed off the list first. More than once, I've been forced to pass up a house that I really thought my buyers might have bought when the house couldn't be shown when we wanted to see it. Harder to show equals longer to sell. If you're selling a house, you really want to burn that into your memory. Harder to show equals longer to sell. Of course, there are circumstances where showings have to be limited by necessity. A couple of examples, uh, if you have a newborn baby, got to take a nap. You can't show the house while the baby's taking a nap. Uh, sometimes you have, we have a seller who works at night and sleeps during the day. That's completely understandable, totally reasonable. If you get off work at, you know, 7 o'clock in the morning, you have to sleep till 2 or 3, just politely say no showings until after 2 or 3 o'clock. That's entirely reasonable. But overall, it's absolutely, absolutely to your advantage to make the house as accessible as you can. Whenever possible, allow your realtor to use a lockbox uh, to permit access to your house. This makes it possible to show your property when you're not at home. Uh, the lockbox is a device, if you haven't seen one, it contains a key for your house, and the realtors have an electronic key or a combination to access that box and obtain your door key. It's usually placed on the front knob or the front uh, the doorknob or the front railing, somewhere in front of the house where it's easy to find. Now, there are certain circumstances where I wouldn't recommend use of a lockbox. Uh, for example, if you have a lot of extremely valuable items in the house, I would probably, first of all, recommend that you get rid of those items before you put the house on the market. But if someone, if you want to be there while it's being shown because you have items of a high value, uh, then I would suggest not having a lockbox. Um, one other great example is dog. If you have a dog that's maybe not all that friendly to visitors and the dog has to be locked away prior to any showings, maybe you can't use a lockbox. But again, harder to show, longer to sell. So what are you going to do? You got the call from the realtor, and you know people are on the way. So before they arrive, here's what you're going to do. The realtor's called to make the appointment. There are a few final things you can do to make it a, a pleasing sensory experience for the prospective buyers. Number one, make it bright. This is big. You want the house to be bright. Open curtains, blinds, turn on lights. A bright house is far more appealing, and it adds warmth. It makes the, the the house feel lived in and friendly. Music. I always recommend music. Uh, subtle background music. It helps create a mood. People like that. Uh, I would definitely choose uh, classical music or soft jazz and avoid, you know, hard stuff, hard rock, rap music, something subtle in the background. Smells. Uh, we talked about bad odors last week, but pleasant smells are welcoming and appreciated. An air freshener, maybe some fresh flowers in the foyer, that can be very inviting. If you really want to pull out all the stops, uh, the smell of baking bread or an apple pie in the oven, 
irresistible. Buyers love that. Um, if you have a fireplace, I can definitely recommend that you light it up. Uh, this is this is one of those uh, most powerful ways to create mood. Everyone loves a great fireplace, uh, and if you light it up, especially if it's the cold weather, people walk in immediately. They, they get a warm, fuzzy feeling. That helps sell your house. Uh, and plus, that has the added advantage of showing potential buyers that the fireplace works. Uh, temperature. This may sound like a no-brainer, but make sure the house is comfortable. On a 90-degree day, would you want to look at a house with the air conditioning off and the windows closed? <laughs> it's really difficult for buyers to appreciate a house uh, when they're in a temperature extreme, whether it's hot or cold. And another thing, even if the house is vacant, it's to your, to your benefit to maintain a comfortable temperature for showings uh, any time of the year. Uh, during the showings, I would say, go away. Don't follow buyers around the house. That's a bad strategy. Uh, you want people to feel at ease. Some sellers feel the need to follow people around the house, pointing things out or offering a tour. I would avoid this unless they specifically request it. It's best if you're out of sight. Let the realtor show the property. That's the realtor's job. Take the opportunity to walk the dog or step outside and water plants. That way, you're nearby if there are any questions, but you're not interfering. If you follow buyers through the house, they'll feel pressured. They will not comment freely. Uh, they'll repeatedly tell you how nice the house is because they don't want to offend you, but they may not be truthful. They may just be, uh, you know, saying something nice just to make you feel good. Try to limit distractions. Uh, dogs. Most people like dogs, but they're a distraction. Take them for a walk. Put them outside. You want the buyers looking at your house, not playing with your pets. And there are also people who either don't like dogs or possibly have an allergy. Television. Another distraction. Turn it off, especially if a sporting event is on. The buyers may be more interested in the game than seeing the house. You don't want that. You want them focused on your house. One big thing. No apologies. Don't apologize for the appearance or condition of anything. You might be calling attention to something the buyers would never have noticed. How can you tell if buyers are interested? The best indicator of genuine interest is the amount of time buyers spend looking at your house. Those with little interest will walk through quickly and leave in a short time. Buyers with more than a casual interest are going to try to picture themselves living in your house. If they start taking measurements and start trying to figure out if their furniture is going to fit, honey, will the bed fit here, will the sofa fit here? This shows interest, maybe serious interest. The nature of any questions they ask will also give you a clue to their degree of seriousness. Uh, people who have rejected a house are not going to ask detailed questions. They're not going to ask probing questions about the house and the neighborhood and the school system. They won't ask that type of question, uh, you know, unless they're really serious. Uh, and while the house is being shown, it's best to let the realtor ask the, the appropriate questions. Uh, the agent will make every effort to obtain information and gauge the interest of the buyers, and you can find that out from your agent later whether they were seriously interested or not. One good note is be prepared with information. Uh, your realtor has provided a fact sheet. Make sure you have an adequate supply, but keep information handy like utility bills, tax bills, property survey, floor, floor plan, and a list of any upgrades you made. That's always a good thing to have handy. Okay, that's it. We're out of time for this week. Uh, I will be here next week, same time, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Thanks to my engineer, Michael Sergit, and my executive producer, Brandy Jackson. If you missed any part of today's show or you want to listen again, go to my show page right here on voiceamerica.com. Have a great week. 
I'm Duncan Smythe. This has been House Talk. Thank you again for tuning in to House Talk with Duncan Smythe. Like us on Facebook and join us again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.